Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Amandaman Games podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. So today we're going to jump right into something that I have been screaming at the top of my lungs for a while. And that is that video game streaming is not the future, uh, despite what most people keep bringing up, what most people keep saying again and again, uh, be it industry veterans or industry developer, developer, not necessarily developers, I should say, but, you know, CEOs of publishers, big publishers uh, like Ubisoft, for example, uh, at the same time, of course, certain journalists and everything. And of course, you know, just game game streaming services in general or the companies behind them in general, like Xbox, like Google, that we, we will be talking about. I've kind of always uh, been very honest in terms of my thought process when it comes to this. It's nothing to do with, you know, uh, me having me thinking about it in a, in a backwards manner or anything like that. Uh, it is just that people keep associating game streaming with the way that we have seen the rise of music streaming and and film streaming. And I keep kind of bringing it up again and again that at the end of the day, music and film streaming is a passive activity. You press play and you sit down. You There's no interaction. With games, there's a lot more moving parts and it is more of an active setting. And this is not to say the services don't work well. This is not to say the services aren't are, are bad in any way. Right? I'm obviously getting way too ahead of myself. I'll kind of cover that a little bit later. So first of all, Google Stadia, like they just announced recently that they are closing their internal game studios. So this is from the Kotaku article by Stephen Totillo, which states, Google will close two, it's two game studios located in Montreal and Los Angeles. Neither had released any games yet. That closure will impact around 150 developers. One source familiar with Stadia operations said, the company says it will try to find those developers new roles at Google. Jay Raymond, the veteran producer who helped build Assassin's Creed for Ubisoft and moved on to EA several years ago before leaving to run game creation at Stadia, is exiting the company according to Google. Google will continue to operate the Stadia gaming service and its $10 monthly Stadia Pro service. So I'm going to just leave it there, but obviously that kind of tells you a lot in terms of, you know, just the... the the thought process in a sense, you know, first of all, they're closing internal studios. So that means that Google themselves will not be working on their own games or their own exclusives for their platform. Uh, the fact that the service is still available means that they are going to be looking to maybe, you know, work with third parties, work with other companies, work with maybe Sony, who knows, right? That's obviously something that I was kind of thinking about. Maybe that's possible that that could be Sony's way of having of becoming a competitor in this stage. I know they have their own thing. I know they have PS Now and everything like that. But having Google's infrastructure could would definitely help them. But you know, it, it does seem that they are maybe you know going down this route where they want to be able to just partner with different companies or or partner with different just third party games and just kind of be a platform where you know people just kind of come and say, hey, we want our game to be on your platform, and that's about it. It because them not investing in their own internal studios without even having released a game is very surprising, which, you know, of course, either means that they don't have, they don't believe in this product as much as they did before. Uh, they don't feel that even having an exclusive 
would get the the get the right amount of people, get the amount of people that they want on the service. And we we can just look at the numbers just, you know, if you just go online and stuff like that, like obviously we won't get hard numbers, but based on like I think there was like a report a while back about uh Desi do Desi two players on Google Stadia and it was like a very, very small number. So, you know, just based off of that, you can kind of tell that a lot of these this the Google just jumped into this thinking that they would have a good handle of things. They would be able to kind of push this platform forward, uh, have their, you know, Google power behind them. But at the same time, right, like there's so much that goes into being able to create wonderful games and be becoming a publisher or becoming a company in this stage. I mean, look at how long it took Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft to kind of claim a stake in, in, in the gaming industry. And Google just kind of came in being like, okay, we're Google, we can do this and, and kind of look what happened from that, right? Uh, one of the viable options I do see is that them going going to have some, make some partnerships or have some partnerships with Sony and Nintendo even. Uh, it's possible that they can say, hey, why don't we collaborate on a game like Horizon Zero Dawn, a game that's already available on PC, let's say, right? It's already available on PC. It's not going to be on the console. I'm not saying that Sony's going to release it on other consoles, but they can easily say, you know what? Yeah, put it on Stadia. You know, that could be like another way they can they can have like uh, certain smaller, smaller size games that, you know, they, they don't really care about too much. I don't, don't want to say they don't care about like Horizon Zero Dawn or anything like that, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like games that you would kind of benefit more if it was just in the hands of other people. And when it is in the hands of other people, it, they're more likely to come in and, and check out your platform being, you know, PS5 or Sony platform. Uh, at the same time with Nintendo as well, you never know because... You know, Nintendo is looking to kind of revamp their online services. They're trying to like get back into that online space that they were trying to be in in 2017 when they first launched, you know, with Splatoon 2 and even ARMS. And I and I think obviously they're realizing there's so much money to be made on the in the online space. And it could be that, hey, why don't we have, you know, specific games that obviously don't require like the Nintendo Joy-Cons per se, but, you know, even a game like the Super Mario 35 game or Tetris 99, you know, I don't know, like just just stuff like that is just being be, be made available on other platforms, maybe through Stadia as well, if Stadia can come up with some deal. You know, I don't think, again, like I'm, I'm not sure how they will be able to penetrate that market with, with Nintendo, but just because Nintendo is just such, it's just so hard to kind of, you know, get a hold of when it comes to lending them, lending their properties for uh, for other products or other things. But I think Sony could be a, a definitely a viable option. You know, I, I obviously I wanted to bring this up because I remember I still remember when Google Stadia was first launching and I wanted to try it. I was interested in it, but I kept bringing up again and again that people need to relax and, and realize that this is not what people will think it is. This is not going to be a, a new dawn or new horizon. I'm just using basically the titles of Horizon games now at this point, but it's not going to be a new dawn for the video gaming space. It's not going to start a new thing where, oh, like physical media and physical consoles will just be gone. We don't need them anymore. PS5 and Series X and S will, this will be the last consoles ever. You know, like that's not what, like I, I kept bringing that up, but I kept reading that everywhere, everywhere again and again and again. And I, I kept saying, and it's the same thing where you go like, oh yeah, it could be a viable option in the future. And like, again, I feel, I feel like I still need to bring it up. Like, no, it's not going to be a viable option in the future. It will, it will be something that's available. It will be something that's readily available here and there. But because it is an active, active uh, kind of like an experience, you do, first of all, need a great internet connection, which a lot of people don't have right now. You know, I'm lucky in Canada with the internet that I have, 
But I can assure you, based on just my group of friends, the the speeds, the internet speeds they have, there's no way they will be able to uh, stream a game or, or play Google Stadia. At the same time, data caps as well, right? Like, I get what they're trying to do, but the data caps, um, again, I could be wrong if there's like an engineer out there who can explain it to me or, or correct me on this, but data caps of, of you playing a video game for multiple hours versus you watching a movie will be very different. I'm assuming that the game will be taking up a lot of your data cap that you have per month, right? I, I just don't, I get like over time, you know, stuff will get cheaper, the internet will be more accessible, you know, prices will go down, uh, speeds will go up, but that's such a far, far, far future that even then I just don't see why people would continue, continue to stick around with consoles. Uh, you know, like I just kind of want to give it, give an example of like, you know, even things like, like phone, for example, right? The physical like phone was obviously, you know, first it was wired, then it became, you know, it was wireless, then it was like, you know, cordless phones or whatever. Then you got mobile phones, you have like, you know, touch screens, but that the phone, that the thing, that the physical phone is still there, right? In order to like, you know, do the call or whatever is still there. I'm not saying that in the, in the vast, like in the crazy future, I don't know, something else is gonna happen where the, you know, like it, it just implanted in a brain, I don't know, right? But I'm just trying to give like an example, even if it's a very bad analogy, is that there are certain things that, that like they evolve, but doesn't mean that they get replaced completely by something else and say, oh yeah, we don't that physical thing, we don't need that anymore. You can just press a button and it's there, right? Same thing for PC gaming or, or, or just computers and stuff in general. Why can't I just have, you know, a, a, a TV and I just press a button and I, I just have uh, access to a random PC out there? You know, I don't know if that's a good business idea or if I just gave someone a business idea. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like if I wanna if I go to work or anyone goes to work in in a corporate office or anything like that, it's not like they have like oh here you go this is a a monitor that has a Wi-Fi connection and it has this cloud service and it connects to a PC server PC that's in X Y Z server base or server location and yeah all your stuff is there, right? I'm sure like that might be a viable thing or maybe people are thinking that okay that could be pretty cool. But that's just not how it is, right? People, we still go towards the physical thing because at the end of the day, that's just more reliable. And at the end of the day, that's just something that in the long run will in some sense, you know, be more affordable for a person. Actually, I don't know if it's complete, like if I'm could be completely honest about it, be completely affordable and everything like that, just because, you know, we, we like just took the, with the pricing and everything like that. But obviously I'm, I'm digressing, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Like it, some things that, some things that are already active you require you to be in front of the screen with a controller playing and engaging and taking that part. You can't just say that, okay, now we're just going to stream this. You know, it's like me saying that I'm going to go play cricket outside and they're like, okay, no, no, no. You don't need to play cricket outside. We'll just stream the cricket to you. Obviously I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm making jokes. I'm, I'm just trying to like uh, be sarcastic with it, but you get what I'm saying. It's just, I understand the idea and I understand the technology and everything that goes behind it. You know, I, I don't have a lot of experience in the tech industry, but I myself have been in the tech industry and I can understand there's so many amazing strides being made, but you can't just be like, oh, because we can stream video games, we can stream movies and music, we can just stream video games. Like it just does not work like that. And Google Stadia is already showing that. And I can guarantee you, like I have Xbox Game Pass and I've tried xCloud and, and Google Stadia. Both of them work great. Again, I was playing it on my computer using a Wi-Fi connection, which is a gigabit internet dollar speed, right? And I have no data caps, right? This is what I'm working with. And I had on the on, on my phone, I tried xCloud uh, because I'm in Canada. I remember we did the beta a while back when it was available on iPhone. I don't know if it's available now, 
But like, yeah, like it, it, it was working fine. Uh, you know, I like didn't feel the need to be on my phone to play xCloud. Like I, I get the idea, but like I, my phone is an iPhone X and I'm like, okay, this is cool, but I don't want to play. I don't really, I'm not really in the mood to play a game like Halo on my phone, right? Why would I not just play that on my computer or something, you know? Like, again, like I get the technology is so cool and what they're doing with it is really cool, but we would have seen something. We would have seen some numbers pop up because even if Google Stadia does not have an exclusive, they're still selling the idea of, of a game to be future where you can, hey, if you want this game, you can just stream that game. And the worst thing about Google Stadia was that they made the biggest mistake of saying that if you buy a $60 USD game, let's say for your Xbox console, a physical version, that it's going to be the same price for Google Stadia, even though you don't get the physical game, first of all. And on top of that, you can stream the game. So if there's no internet connection, and I know there's a lots of, there's lots of games that require you to ha have an internet connection, but in this case, there's no internet connection, you can't even access your game. And that's kind of where I'm like, okay, no, you need to be more understanding about this. Like, at least make it, like, if for every $60 USD game, make it 40 USD on, on Google Stadia. Like, you, you need to reduce your price because for that $60 USD, you're, you, and, and you can buy the game digitally, but you can also buy the physical game, the physical game with the data on the disc. And you, you can't compare that for $60 USD on, a, on, a, on the cloud where you don't even have it like readily available unless you have an internet connection, right? So like, that's kind of like, obviously that was like my Google Stadia, uh, Google Stadia rant. But like I'm saying, I'm not saying that like, it's not, it's, it's completely bad or anything like that. I just want to get this out because I, I, I brought it up and I'm sure like I, if you swift through like my podcast, like in the last year, uh, this was definitely one of the first topics I ever brought up on my podcast. And that's why I just wanted to kind of bring it up again because it, it's the same, like for a whole year, or at least after the Google Stadia is launched, everyone was like, oh, Google Stadia, streaming is the future. Game streaming is the future. That's the way to go. xCloud is coming out. This is coming out, whatever, all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, it's been a whole year and this is what's happening with Google Stadia at this moment right? And on top of that, Google Stadia's numbers have not increased that much. You can like, you can look at numbers again, like I said, you can look at like online numbers and stuff. If I'm sure if you do a Google search, some number will pop up, but Google Stadia is not making some huge strides at the moment, right? For Xbox, obviously Game Pass subscribers is great because you have Game Pass, right? And you get Game Pass Ultimate as well, which allows you to have xCloud and a slew of xCloud games that are available there. So it's like Netflix, Right, and that's a much better value, much better option to have in the streaming space. That is something that I can see people trying out or wanting to try out. Whereas, you know, on Google Series and where it's like, no, you first have to play five dollars for Google Series Pro, and which gives you a few games, like not a lot of games, but it gives you a few games that you probably already have played. I don't know. Okay, obviously, maybe you haven't played it, but still, right? You you and on top of that, that's five dollars is what you need to be able to get. Um, I think it's HD streaming or 4K streaming, whatever whatever the high-end streaming was for it, right? And then on top of that, oh, you want to stream a game? Okay, then buy it, you know, buy the game on our store. Whereas on Xbox, they're taking the approach of like, no, it's like Netflix. You get Game Pass Ultimate, you can ha you have Game Pass on your PC, you have Game Pass on your Xbox, and then you have all the Game Pass games available on your xCloud. And like, that's such a better way. That's like, and just imagine like, when Halo Infinite comes out, you can play on xCloud day one. That's a way better sell. And that is something I can actually get behind. I will still say that the reason that xCloud is still a better option is because of Game Pass Ultimate. So if you have an Xbox, if you have a, a gaming PC, you're going to get Game Pass Ultimate either way. 
right? So it's just something that's an add-on. It's not something they're going to be gaming on all the time, but it's just there. xCloud on its own, I don't know. At the moment, I don't know how viable an option that is. And that's probably why it's not a, an individual purchase just yet from Microsoft. It's very possible they might switch to that in the future. But that's something that I just noticed as well. But Game Pass itself, like I'm, I have a PC Game Pass and I love it. And when I do get an Xbox or something like that, I'll probably get Game Pass Ultimate, right? It's definitely worth the money. Like, trust me, it has so many great games. But this was kind of just my mini video game streaming rant uh, over. I know I went all over the place uh, as that happens, but I hope my point was clear. I hope my main point came across without me going on too many tangents or not making too much sense sometimes. So we're going to move on to the games that I have been playing. I've been playing my favorite game of the year so far. It's only been, it's only a bit a month into 2021. But Hitman 3, oh my god. I love this game. I just love this game so much. This game is great. This game just keeps getting better every time I play it. I've, I've just spent so much time on it. Uh, I, I, I think I've talked about it before already, but just wanted to bring it up again. It's like, you know, like I, I love Hitman 3. It's definitely worth anyone to check it out. Like, I don't know if, if, if you're interested or not, but like, just please check it out. Like there's, especially like the, the, the second location, which is called Dartmoor. Obviously I won't reveal too much, but the second location is set in England and you can basically do the entire mission in a murder mystery kind of a, kind of a way, kind of a setting where you basically play a detective and try to figure out, you know, who got murdered. And like, again, like this is all part of preview stuff for that. So I'm not like revealing any spoiler information, anything like that. But you know, that's, that's just the second mission, right? And I've, I've spent like 10 hours or 12 hours in the game already just doing all the different assassinations and discovering all the different things in the, in the game. It's just amazing what what a wonderful this game, is, game, game this is. And I do hope that all this means is that the stock of Hitman just keeps rising and that I interact and realize that even though this is, the tri- this is a trilogy and this is the end of a trilogy, I hope that they realize that okay, we have they have a James Bond game that they're working on, but don't don't rule out a new Hitman. Don't rule out a Hitman Four or something like that. You know, I do hope that they continue this. They, they they've been releasing this game pretty consistently every two years, like Hitman One, Two, and Three. So I would love for that to continue. I I think the way this is going now with the James Bond thing, I think the next game we're gonna get is, is the James Bond game, and then after that we might get Hitman Four. But like right now, you can see how popular. Hitman has, Hitman has got in general in terms of sales and everything. So I do hope that they continue with it in some way. The other game, uh, I just want to quickly brush this off because I played some stream. I played it mainly because it looked interesting. I was excited and it was it was by a team that has made some great games. And it was on Game Pass, of course. And I love horror games. It's called The Medium. And I talked about it, but I, I finished it at this point. I finished it on my stream. The Medium, like, I would, I would have been so upset if I actually bought this game. Uh, I remember at one point I was definitely down to buy this game uh, because I initially I thought this was a game that was coming out on on all consoles and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I'll get it on on PS Five and I can I can like uh, a platinum and everything like that. And I'm so glad I didn't. Like this is yeah no it, they there was just a lot of first of all technical issues and this is a thing known for with Bloomberg team. I don't know why like what are they working on? What are they doing? Like they've made enough games that these technical issues do need to kind of subside or just kind of like they need to fix this stuff in a way right um and even on my gaming pc which is a pretty pretty strong gaming pc the game was just having all kinds of issues like it, it can run like up to 70 80 fps or something like that at, at times obviously like it goes up and down in terms of like the numbers that i was seeing but it is just it, it, it i just don't get like how a game that has so much of a marketing push 
And from the outside perspective, it seems like it has a much bigger budget than the other games. Can't be so, so just like meh, you know, so just, just like the flame went out. Like it was interesting and, and exciting in the beginning. And then the glitches and bugs came in. And then you realize that the story is kind of interesting, kind of checking along with the story, like doesn't pay off. You also realize that the gameplay is very repetitive at the same time. Like repetitive, I can I can still deal with the repetitive stuff. I'll say that. I can still deal with the repetitive part, but it's just frustrating. It's just annoying with the tank controls and everything like that. And like, I don't know. I just, I think it just upset me seeing that so many people put this game uh, or like IG and GameSpot, all these places were giving this game such high reviews. And like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just don't think that people should be, people really do need to, be aware and, and kind of just look at the game and look at, you know, maybe more YouTube videos or gameplay videos, something like that, because you you will be disappointed otherwise. Like if, if you just go based off of the fact that like, I think GameSpot gave it a nine and this is not a nine. This is a, this is a five or a six, six maybe. Yeah, this is a six at best. Like it was, like the ending was not good. Like the ending was obviously just like, like, you know, like you can imagine, I'm obviously not going to spoil anything, but you know, just, Typical kind of like ending for these kinds of games. And I, I don't know. I, just, I was just disappointed. I was expecting something better. I was expecting something else. I was expecting more of a gameplay element to it. Like more puzzles, more interesting the ideas and everything like that. Um, instead, it was there was a lot of just, oh, there's like this thing. Just sneak by it. It's like, okay. Oh, there's this thing. You just got to run by it. Okay. You know, like it's just very, very repetitive in that sense. And not in a, not in a good way. It was, it was just not enjoyable. So the medium is a very, very big thumbs down for me. The other game I've been playing, Destruction All-Stars, uh, it's a PS Plus game on PS5. It's kind of like the Twisted Metal game uh, that we still not, we are still not getting in a sense. But it's kind of like a Twisted Metal game, uh, it's Destruction Derby and everything like that. And it's, a, it's an okay game. It's, an, uh, it's, not, um, it's not a meh, but it's definitely better than, it's definitely better than the medium. Uh, it's, 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 it's like, okay, it's a PS Plus game, it's free. So I, I would be like, yeah, you know what? I might as well try it out. I play like a little bit every night here and there. The instructions for the game modes are horrible. They don't explain, there's so much happening. They don't explain anything. I literally had to Google what one of the modes, like what you had to do in one of the modes. Like it was so confusing. And I, I just don't get that. I, I'm, I'm like, like there's, there's a reason the games like, you know, Rocket League or Fortnite or PUBG, whatever. There's a reason that these online games work is because there's a very specific purpose in that game. And it's very easy to understand. And you can jump in and, and just get, get straight to it, right? PUBG, you're trying to survive. Fortnite, trying to survive. Okay, I'm always talking about solo mode or whatever, but like you get the idea. You're trying to survive, right? Uh, Rocket League, you're trying to hit the ball and the goal, right? In this, like there's one which is like destruction derby, which is like, okay, uh, break the other cars. Okay, but like if they hit you, your car enough, you can jump out of the car. Oh, by the way, if they if they destroy your car, you can jump out of the car and then jump into another car. Oh, by the way, if, they, if you're outside the car and they're coming to you, you can jump out the car, you can break the car, or if they're coming to you, you can jump on the car, you can you can take over the car. Like, there's just so much, so many moving parts in just that. That's the simplest mode that I just described to you. That was the simplest game mode, right? The other mode, which is really annoying, which I had to look up, was you basically have to, you have to, I think, was it this one? But one of them is at least, you basically have to uh, get in a car, you're in teams, you get in a car, and you're basically hitting hitting into people. You hit into people, or hit into cars, sorry, you hit into cars, and like these little gears, gears, gear icons or whatever pop, will pop around them. What you gotta do, you gotta jump out of your car, pick up those gear icons, right, get back in the car, but, 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 you can only pick up five of those gear icons at a time. So if there's 10 of them, 
Hopefully, one of your other teammates sees it and picks it up too. So you get five, you get back. There's three control points on this on this map. You gotta go to one of those control points and deposit this, right? And like you deposit until you have full control of it. And the idea is that you're controlling these control points by depositing these gears. And obviously, at the end of the time limit, you know whoever has the most control of that map, whatever wins. That's the idea. Just like, and that's again, that's the second mode. I haven't, I haven't gone over the two other modes, and I'm not going to. But you already get what I'm saying. Like, this game was, and I, oh my god, the fact that this game was trying to be a $90 game, a $90, 90 Canadian, I'm, I'm talking about Canadian. I, 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 I will forget to say that. But 90 Canadian dollars, that's 70 USD, right? This was trying to be at, at launch. I'm so glad that they changed their mind. And I don't know what they maybe saw internally or they realized themselves, but they probably saw that, oh, you know what? This, this is not a good idea. People will buy this game for this much and be extremely disappointed. We should put this in with PS Plus instead. And with PS Plus, you can imagine it's a PS Plus game. So it's got all the microtransactions, all that stuff, all that microtransaction goodness that we all love, of course. But you know what? At the end of the day, at least it's, it's free with PS Plus. But like I, that's like it's still an okay game where I don't mind jumping into it. I still like I I just like driving around. I like the destruction derby aspect of it. And I, like you know I'm, I'm I would love to kind of if I can connect with my friends uh, who are still trying to get a PS Five, want to get a PS Five and connect with them and play with them. You know it could be a fun experience, but it's not something that I'm like yeah this is like a game that I'm gonna keep coming back to right. This is not a game that I'm gonna be putting on my list. That yeah this is a game you need to try out even if it's free. Even if it's free. I'm gonna be like, yeah, try it, but no, you're not. You're probably not gonna spend a lot of time in it. You're probably not gonna dedicate hours and hours, if not days and days, into it. Unless, obviously, I you never know, right? Same thing happened with Rocket League. You know, same thing happened with Fortnite. They could go in a certain direction. They can change it. They can add modes. They can take away modes. They can make it more simplistic. They can do things to it to make it more appealing to people, and you know, maybe make it just a little bit more simplistic or maybe just a little bit more easy to kind of get in, play a game and leave, right? I think that's what people enjoy, especially nowadays. But yeah, I feel like that's that's kind of all I want to say about Destruction All-Stars. If you have PS Plus and you have a PS5, just give it a shot. Uh, like it, it might not, it might be something that you might be turned off by or it might be something that you're not interested in, but it's on PS Plus, you might give, give it a shot. If you, if you like it, perfect. If you don't, just delete it. Who cares, right? The next game I want to talk about really quickly was Desperados 3. So I started playing this on my stream just because I had downloaded it through Game Pass. Again, one of the reasons I love Game Pass is being able to play games like this and find games like this. And wow, like I was, I'm surprised how much I enjoyed this game. It was just genuinely a, a very fun, interesting game. I was just enjoying it, you know, and, you know, obviously it was, it's not like it was getting like crazy amounts of views on my Twitch or anything like that. But it was just something that I was like, wow, like this is a game that I would I would play off of stream. I would just play it normally, you know. And I've, I played other games around that, you know, Valheim, Call of Duty, all these other games. And I would, you know, I played the Medium. I played Destruction All Stars. And like, it's weird how obviously Hitman Three aside, it's weird that out of all those other games that I've been playing, you know, Desperados Three, a game that came out last year and it was like a top down game, top down cowboy RPG, whatever you call it, game that I would never have thought I would be into. And that's the game that really got me hooked. And I was like, wow, this is actually such a fun game. Such a cool idea, such a fun concept that like, I just want to, I keep thinking about it even now. I'm like, yo, should I play? After I'm done recording this, should I play it for a little bit? It's a really, really fun game. So I mean, if you have a Game Pass, uh, Game Pass subscription, I think it's, it's usually on sale as well, like quite a bit, especially nowadays. But if you have a Game Pass subscription, give it a shot. I, it's definitely worth the try because it, 
like I don't know about the story just yet. I've only, I'm only on the early stages, but it does have a pretty. It seems like it has a pretty fleshed out story. Uh, but for me, the main thing is like if you like stealth games like I do, um, if you like kind of RPG mechanics like I do, this is just kind of combining both those aspects, especially stealth. I, obviously, like I'm not gonna go into like the type of like game mode that you have in the game, but if you really, really like stealth games, like this is definitely worth the pickup. I think you'll like really enjoy this. So we will leave it right there. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining today. Really means a lot. Please subscribe to me on YouTube at youtube.com slash amadaman. I'll be posting more stuff on it quite soon. And of course, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash amadaman. Uh, for my Instagram, it's amadaman games. Uh, and of course, you know, Twitter is amadaman game. Again, I'm saying all this stuff out. All the stuff will be in the description below. So thank you so much, everyone. I will see you next time. Bye.